Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. I am your host, Tyler Callahan, and while there is not a lot of game-changing news like last week, there are things to go over. With this, let's start with theaters possibly opening up by July around the world. First, let's start where it all began in China, with the state council announcing saying last week that parts of the entertainment industry could start to reopen, including theaters. Now, obviously, these theaters would be reopened with a limited capacity, but right now theater owners are awaiting more details on how to operate going forward before they reopen. The Hollywood Reporter is saying specifically theaters are waiting to get more information from the Film Bureau. Assuming they start to open in a few weeks, they will finally get the Chinese New Year movies that were supposed to come out back in February, as well as some old Hollywood movies playing. The UK is also looking to reopen, but a bit later with July at the earliest. The government provided some more details this week about what can reopen and when, with theaters not able to open until July 4th at the earliest. This is also the under the idea that cases continue to drop, and as more and more people go to the theater, safety measures are taken. Right now, there have not been any specific steps UK theaters said they would take, but it is safe to assume the six feet distance, limited capacity, and hand sanitizer for everyone would be the main ones implemented. Moving back to America, California may be opening theaters sooner rather than later. Currently, the state is on phase two of reopening, and Governor Newsom has said that phase three is not too far off. Quote, phase three is not a year away. It's not six months away. It's not even three months away. It may not even be more than a month away, end quote. It basically goes on to say that once the proper safety measures are in place, phase three will happen. Phase three is probably the most important one for people as it opens up gyms, barbershops, sporting events without fans in attendance, and of course, movie theaters. Assuming there's not a huge spike in cases for the rest of May, phase three for California could happen sometime in June, leading up to theaters being open for tenant in July. Right now, this is a lot of good news theaters are looking to hear. More and more places are aiming for a June-July start date in places that have opened up early, such as Georgia and Florida, have not had a huge spike in cases. Yes, there has been an uptick in cases there, but right now that is being assumed to do more with an increase of testing. So, I would say that for many states across the country opening up, the next two to three weeks are the most important. If these weeks go by without a huge spike in new cases, then it would be safe to move forward opening more and more and getting a sense of normalcy. Or, it could all go tits up and the lockdown continues past summer. Also for China, they will open most likely in June as they do not need to wait for tenants to get people to come. The Chinese New Year movies should be more than enough. Now let's head to the VOD section, which has become a staple of the podcast since that is the only way movies are coming out now. We were teased a bit last week with the new Mutants being put up for pre-order on Amazon Prime Video. It was up for, I believe, a $20 rental and a $25 buy, which is the same model Warner Brothers is using for Scoop. However, after a few hours it was pulled, I thought since it was the day before Disney's quarterly earnings, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be announced tomorrow during a call, and then they'll promote it. That didn't happen, and the Hollywood Reporter later said that sources told them it was still set for a theatrical release. Gotta say I'm a little disappointed about it because I really want to see this movie after, after it's been delayed for years, as well as even when theaters do reopen, I'm not going to go out and watch every single movie. While I'm not too afraid of getting it, I do have my family to think about, so this summer, I'm only going to go out to watch Tenet and Wonder Woman, the rest of the movies coming out, including New Mutants, they'll have to wait. So for this one, I would have preferred a VOD release. Honestly though, New Mutants could work for Disney either way. Make it a VOD release and sell it as a horror vibe X-Men movie and people will be curious enough to buy it. Or have it as the option opposite of Tenant, so more than one new movie opens up mid-July. Speaking of Disney, they had their quarterly earnings last week, and boy is Disney Plus uh, doing fantastic at 54.5 million subscribers. Along with this, Bob Chapik 
spoke about how they will be evaluating films on a case-by-case basis for release. Quote, we also believe that either because of changing and evolving consumer dynamics or because of certain situations like COVID, we may have to make some changes to that overall strategy. We're going to evaluate each of our movies as a case-by-case situation as we are doing during this coronavirus situation. End quote. So unlike Universal, they are being a bit more subtle about their plans for the future, but I think Disney will be developing more bigger films for Disney+. Plus. So far, the numbers are through the roof, and analysts now expect over 200 million subs by 2025, with the rollout coming worldwide. And that's a big audience. Now, I think they will wait and see how Artemis Fowl does on, on the watch count, on the view count, before making any moves. I'm thinking this because it did have a prime summer release, and they did spend over $100 million to make it. It's not a small movie, so if the watch numbers are huge, then I'll confirm their theories. Because here's the thing, the movies they've, the big movies they've brought early are ones that have already been out. Besides Onward, anything they released, like Frozen 2, Rise of Skywalker, they already have their theatrical run, so the numbers aren't really fair. But they're not stupid. Star Wars and Marvel will always hit theaters first, as will most of their movies. If I had to make a prediction, what they will do to appease theaters as well, like ride that fine line, is they will make big budget movies specifically for Disney+. Plus. But maybe internally they were thinking about giving a theatrical release. They'll just announce it publicly. Nope, to stream a movie, just for Disney Plus, all that. So theater owners can't say, well, you know, you put, you know, you're pulled it for your streaming service. No, no, it's just coming to the streaming service. It was never meant for a theatrical release. Theater owners can't say anything. And then they have, you know, at least 54 million people right now ready to watch it. Uh, if I had to name a specific type of movie, I would say a Pixar movie. I, I feel Pixar has been there long enough and... Usually they like to sometimes do two movies a year. That was the supposed to be case this year. Depends on if Soul comes out. I can see maybe two, three years down the road there's a theatrical release and a Disney Plus release. Let's go to Universal now as they are in the middle of the VOD wave. First, they released a trailer for the next premium VOD release with the Pete Davidson movie, The King of Staten Island. This was set for a theatrical release in June, but was pulled for a VOD release set for the same day. Personally, I liked the trailer. I thought it was good and looks like a solid watch. Now, something I'm interested in is Universal has not said how this would be available. Is it going to be a regular $20 rental or possibly have a $25 buy option? Because if that option is available, I'm buying it. Like, I'm interested in watching the movie, but I really don't like the $20 rental. So, I'm willing to pay an extra 5 bucks to buy it. But if it's only a $20 rental, I'm going to wait. So, I'm curious if uh, Universal is going to switch up the idea for this one. Universal has also had another possible issue with the release of Trolls World Tour, and that is the voice actors. The Hollywood Reporter had a great piece on this, I'll link it in the show notes, but basically the actors, namely Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick, were also not informed of the decision to release it as a VOD rental until everyone knew. Now that is not the biggest issue, the issue is to get paid. Hollywood contracts can be a very tricky business, and it have a lot of details on base pay and bonuses being very specific. Well, here, apparently one of the bonuses the stars would have gotten is if the movie passes $350 million in box office revenue. Except, it had none, because it wasn't released in theaters. And the contracts were signed a few years ago, before VOD has really grown to what it is today. So, obviously, I, I doubt the contracts have very little details about that. And the article also mentions how the star's agents are now trying to get the studio to pay them what they should have gotten. Uh, this brings up an issue people in Hollywood will have to work with into their contracts. Can the movie skip theaters for a VOD release? And if so, do you go by the number of copies rented and bought or the overall revenue? iTunes and Voodoo, for example, 
really like to do an occasional 99 cent rental. So the contract needs to be specific. You know, they can offer, hey, yeah, no, if, uh, if uh, this movie hits, you know, 50 million copies, rented or bought, you know, that's fine. And then if they make the price really high and never gets there, it's like, you don't have to pay the bonus. And as the article mentions, the studio right now has no obligation to say how much a movie made in rentals. Yes, Deadline can probably get some numbers for when they want to break down a movie, but it's not common. Agents would need access to these numbers to have a fair negotiation with studios. So this seems to be a potential behind the scene issue when things start up again. Will studios open up more with their numbers? If so, they get people on board for deals to start on their movie more often or not. You could also see uh, people demanding more if they if they see the real VOD numbers. How many iTunes, Voodoo rentals, bots, they might buy. Oh, you know, fuck it, I want a bonus off of that cut. And there could be issues. Another story we got is from the Alamo Draft House and like AMC before them getting into the streaming business. The streaming service is done through a partnership between the theater chain, Screen Plus, and Vista Cinema. As to what dif- differentiates it much? Well, not a lot. The movies available are curated by people at Alamo, so movies like Parasite, for example, are on the service, and you have an Alamo account of purchases made on the service will get you points toward their loyalty program. Not much to say here, except it's a smart move, because as a theater company, they really have no income coming in right now. However, I really don't know how many people actually use this. The only ones I think who would use it are the people that go out of their way to support the company, otherwise the service will not make a difference. Lastly, I got a quick story about Tom Cruise with the movie star looking ahead to the International Space Station to film a movie. Deadline first reported this was between Tom Cruise, NASA, and SpaceX, and NASA did confirm that they are at least working with the star to film in space. Right now, SpaceX is in a preliminary talks to help as well. While this does not surprise me, I'll be surprised if it actually happens. I hope it does go through, and this does not surprise me. Tom Cruise wants to go into a space shuttle and go film question I have is will this be for documentary purposes or for a drama action movie my only requirement is that it has to be screened in IMAX so it can be a lot like those space documentaries they always show but that'll be it for this week's episode of box office receipts thank you for listening and see you next time